Welcome, beautiful people, to my Poetically Saved journey, where I'll be sharing testimonies, truths, and teachings of God. I hope to encourage, inspire, and connect with you as we spend time with God. For my Poetically Saved family, hey y'all, I'm glad that you guys are back for another episode. And for the new listeners, thank you guys for joining. I hope that you enjoy it, and I hope that you continue to come back to listen to more of my podcast. So um, before we get into the actual topic of the day, I would like to pray first and then I am going to get into what the verse of the day is. So dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day and we thank you for this time that we are spending together and that we are spending with you, Lord. I pray that you give me words to say um, so that I can represent and honor you to the best of my abilities Lord Jesus and I just pray that this message that I'm going to share today helps someone even if it's even if only one part of it helps them I just really hope that it encourages them and that it gives them exactly what they need for this time and this moment that they're in right now as they're listening to this in your holy and precious name we pray amen so, the verse for the the day, sorry y'all, had a little hiccup. Um, the verse for the day, I actually have two. So, I'm sharing some verses that relate particularly to the topic that I'm talking about today. Um, I'm actually going to be sharing a testimony of my waiting season, which just um, happened a few months ago, actually. Basically, all of the end of 2019... And even the beginning of this year as well was my waiting season. And so um, I spent a lot, even more time with God. And I'm going to get into why and how and all that stuff. But these two scriptures really helped me. The first one I'm going to share from um, Philippians. This is the one that helped me from like the very beginning of my waiting season. And just helped me all the way through. And I would constantly reflect on this one. And then the second one. Um, I read this one, like maybe like a little more than maybe like halfway through my season. I'll, yeah, I'll say like more than halfway through. I like, I read it before, but it hit differently during a different time. Like when I read it and it really encouraged me even more. So these two are like two of my favorite ones. So the first one comes from Philippians, um, chapter four and it is verse six and, um, seven which I'm sure most of you um, know what this one is, but this is coming from the NIV version. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. And then the second scripture comes from Psalms 34, and it's verses um, 17 through 20. The righteous cry out and the Lord hears them. He delivers them from all their troubles. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. A righteous man may have many troubles, but the Lord delivers him from them all. He protects all his bones. Not one of them will be broken. And so I'll get more into, I guess, details about those scriptures in particular as I 
talk to you guys. But um, I'm just going to, I'm trying to figure out where to really get started. Um, just because I'm trying to condense about seven months of, of um, a journey into just like less than an hour. So I'm just going to start off with, I graduated in 2018 from Claflin University which is the greatest HBCU in the entire nation. I don't care what anybody says. It's always going to be number one, and it's always going to be number one in my heart. So I graduated from Claflin University with my degree in middle-level education, which basically means to teach middle school. And um, I have my degree in English and social studies, so I can teach either or for the um, middle grades. So, that happened in 2018, and really, how I graduated and and all the stuff that led up to me graduating, like, that year before, and that's a a testimony in and of itself as well, but I'm going to share that with you guys another time, like, um, a lot has happened to me um, in these last, I'll say four years, a lot has, like, I've been through the hardest seasons of my entire life in these last four years and it's like back to back to back and it's like every season has just gotten harder and harder and um you know at the very beginning of it I didn't quite understand why stuff was just getting harder for me and it's like the more I tried like the harder the seasons would get and of course in hindsight I understand now what God was doing and how he was growing me and how he was working everything out for my good and um how even, you know, the the negative things that the enemy tried to use against me or tried to set up against me, those worked out for me as well. So I thank God for all of my experiences. And so, um, yeah, so this one in particular, this has to do with basically waiting. So I graduated 2018 and I was trying to find a job, um, I was searching, searching, searching since I graduated in May. Like, I was looking. Um, I applied everywhere I could think of. I even, um, at the time, I was living in Columbia, South Carolina. So I wanted to find, you know, a school in Columbia, um, you know, because that's where I was living um, at the time with my mom. And, of course, like, I wanted to stay as close as possible to my mother. And most of my family lives in Columbia as well. So I wanted to stay close to home. And so, um... June comes and goes, and I don't hear anything from anybody. And so it's been, like, a good two months of me applying for jobs. Like, and me applying to, like, just, like, schools that were saying, like, you know, I had the billboards up, like, hey, we're looking for these teachers, blah, 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 blah. And, you know, I teach English, and English is a subject that, you know, um, it's it's a high-needs field. So if you teach English or if you teach math, you know, like, you'll always have a job because schools are always trying to find English and math teachers so I was like what's going on Jesus like I just graduated I'm trying to find a job like what's going on so I still heard nothing so then in July I was looking and you know I I basically had applied to all of the the schools that were on the um South Carolina's um website um for you know like they post different positions that are open for teachers and I applied to 
like every last one of them besides like maybe one or two and those ones were probably too far in the country and I didn't want to you know have to deal with that but I anything like you could think of I applied and I didn't hear anything like it was like just crickets and I was so confused and I was just like God like you know like what do you want me to do what do you want me to do so one day I came across I don't even know how I got to this school but I came across this school I'm not gonna say the name but I came across this school and it wasn't like your regular school it was an alternative school and for some reason I was just like I was drawn to this school and you know like my connotation about alternative schools was like oh you know it was like probably how yours is is it's like a it's a negative connotation like you know everybody assumes like oh if you go to alternative schools like that's for the kids that are really bad they get kicked out of school blah 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 but I was like okay god I'm gonna give them like the benefit of the doubt I'm gonna research about what alternative schools are blah 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 blah. I researched I was like all right cool I was like that's interesting so long story short I got the job um at that school um you know I I applied to that school and within like a few days, the principal called me for an interview and I went in that same week and met with her and, you know, got a tour of the school, blah, 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 and, you know, um, as I left the school that day, I felt in my spirit, like I, like I felt the Holy Spirit telling me like, this is where I needed to be, like this is where God was sending me. And so that same week I got hired there in July and so I was grateful, I was so glad that it all worked out. Um... So from 2018, the fall of 2018 up until the spring of 2019, I was working at that school. That was the hardest um, experience of my life. Um, it was my first year teaching, and I was teaching in a school environment that was different than your regular school, and it was definitely difficult. And I definitely know that at that time, like, God was really, you know, molding me and shaping me, and God was growing my character. He was growing my faith, he was just growing me as a teacher, as a person, you know, really, um, really striving to have me deeply rooted in him, no matter what circumstance or, you know, like, no matter what place I was in, he wanted to make sure that I stayed genuine and true to who I was, and I did, and so the end of the school year came around, and I, you know, like, I was faced with a decision, um, when contracts come out, you, have to either sign that contract to stay at that particular school for another school year or you can um, transfer to another school in the district or you can choose not to sign that contract and not transfer and you can just go to a different school. So um, these came out, um, I believe, in like April. And so we had until May, um, a certain Friday in May, to, you know, decide and so I was like okay well I like this district a lot but I don't I like I was like I know that my time here at the school is up like I already talked to God about it God was like no your time at the school is up like you're you're finished and I was like all right cool so I knew God wanted me to leave but I was just like I just didn't know what school in South Carolina he wanted me to be at and so I um I made sure that I did everything for like the transfer like I did everything like early I got everything done and come to find out that did not go through simply because of um it was like one part of the application that I didn't fill out or like not that I didn't fill it out but um I can't think of what it was it was something so small like so like minuscule where it's just like it really was just like the petty in my mind it was like the pettiest thing ever and so basically because like that small part 
um, wasn't like, I can't even, I really can't tell you. It had to do with like, oh, on the application, I really can't. Oh my gosh, I really can't think. It doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. But I just remember that it was a small reason that they were like, oh no, because you didn't do this tiniest part um, correct, we have to deny your transfer because technically you um, didn't complete it on time. And, you know, it wasn't pointed out to me that I didn't do whatever small part correctly until after the deadline. So I was like, all right, God, I now only got two options. I either stay at this school which I really don't believe you want me to stay, or I have to try to find, or I don't sign my contract, and then I'm just out here just, you know, basically like three sheets in the wind trying to figure out which way to go, you know, like without a sure guarantee that I'll be teaching wherever. Because, like, if I don't have a contract, then, you know, I don't have a guarantee of me teaching in the fall. Um, And so I was really battling with that just because of, like, I was thinking about finances. I was like... You know, like the school I was teaching at, like they they paid you throughout um, the entire school year, um, even even over the summer months. And I had an apartment. My lease wasn't up until August. And I'm just like, well, God, if I don't renew this contract, you know, um, when June comes, like I'll have my last paycheck. But it's like, how am I going to pay my rent, you know, for these last like months or whatever up until like my lease is up. So I was just like going, I was conflicted with that. But finally, like you know, God, um, God spoke through my mentor who is a prophet. And, um, she, you know, like she told me that, um, that, that God already showed her like what, what he wants me to do, but he wanted me specifically to fast for three days and, you know, to just, um, write down everything that, that he, you know, spoke to me or whatever. I fasted and, um, when I spoke to her again after the fast, I told her, I was like, well, I believe the guy is still telling me to leave. Like, I don't know where he wants me to go exactly, but he's telling me to leave. And so at that point, she was like, that's exactly what he told me. And um, he doesn't only want you to leave, but he wants you to um, teach in, in Atlanta, Georgia. And I wanted to live in Atlanta since I was about 18 or 19. Um, I knew that I didn't want to stay in South Carolina um, for the rest of my life. I, I've been here basically all of my life. So... I just knew that I didn't want to stay, but since I was like 18 or 19, I said, I'm either going to move to Charlotte, North Carolina, or I'm going to move to Atlanta, Georgia. I had been to Charlotte and I really liked it. Um, I liked that it was kind of like, it had like city vibes, but it still was like suburbs as well. Like it wasn't, you know, too fast paced. It wasn't too slow. Like it was just, it was a good area and I, I liked the atmosphere. But at the time I had never been to Atlanta. Like I, I'd never experienced Atlanta for myself. Um, I didn't go actually to Atlanta till my senior year of college. I went on a trip with my um, Portuguese two class and it was just, just like a quick like day trip. And we went to like a museum and a Brazilian restaurant. But as soon as we got to Atlanta, I just knew like I was like, oh, no, like this is this is where I'm going to live. Like I was like, I'm not going to I'm not living in Charlotte. Like Atlanta is where I'm going to be. Like I felt it in my spirit. It just agreed with me. And so from that point, I was just like, okay, so after I graduate from college, I'm going to teach in South Carolina for like two or three more years, and then I'm going to move to Atlanta. That was my plan. And God was like, that's cute. It's real cute. I like that you're a planner, you know, thinking ahead, but that's not what I have for you. So she was like, you are going to be teaching in Atlanta. Um, 
and that's what what God has for you. And you know, she she told me some other things as well that I'm not going to share because it's not for everybody to know. Um, but yeah, so I was like, all right. But at that point, I felt more encouraged. And the crazy thing is that like when when you know, like I had this conversation like with her, it was the exact same day. Like it was my last day. It was I remember it was that Friday in May where. I had to either sign my contract or say no to it. And I remember that that week I was getting emails from HR and they were like, hey, just a reminder, you got till Friday. And I even got a call to the to my principal's secretary's office. It was really nice. She was like, hey, you know, like the, the deadline for you to either sign your contract or to say no to it is today, you know, at like three o'clock. And at this time it was like it was still morning or whatever. And I spoke to my mentor um I believe it was, it was like during like lunchtime. So it was like around like 11, 12, I spoke to her. And so shortly after I got off the phone with her, I went and I said no to my contract. And like, then, you know, that was that. And so in my mind, I'm thinking, all right, so I'm going to start like applying to schools or whatever. Like I didn't really know what the Atlanta school districts were like. I just knew that Atlanta was where God wanted me to be. And I said, okay, well, the Holy Spirit, you know, the Holy Spirit has always led me where I needed to be. Um, so he's, he's going to lead me where I have to be now as well, um, in Atlanta. So I started to apply to like the different schools or whatever. And, um, I applied to like a good amount of schools, like in May. And then, um, I only applied to like, I think like one or two schools in June, because in my mind I saw this school y'all and I just, I, I felt, and I, I I thought it was the Holy Spirit, but it was really just more so me. Like, I was like, this school is amazing. I just, like, this school has to be the school because I'm just so drawn to it, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, going based off of, like, certain descriptions and things that, you know, like, my mentor told me and things like that um, about, like, the school or whatever. I was like, oh, this has to be the school. This has to be it. I applied, like, at the beginning of June. All of June, I didn't hear anything. I was like, all right, so that's probably not it. So July, I'm like, I'm applying because I'm like, school starts in August. And I'm like, and, and in Georgia, school starts like the beginning of August. In South Carolina, it starts um, around like the, between like the 18th to like maybe like the 20th, 21st at the latest is when most schools start. So I'd probably say like, you know, closer to like mid to late August is when school starts in South Carolina. So I was like, I got to get you know, like, this ball got to get rolling, so I'm, like, applying, I'm applying, and, um, and so I'm thankful for, for how God, like, worked things out for, like, those few months that I still had my apartment, I still had to pay my rent, because, um, even though my contract, I didn't renew it, they still, um, paid me for the month of June, and then they also paid me, um, for, um, the, like, like, the first check I would have gotten in July, I got that one and my last one in June, like, combined together. So, with that, I was still able to, like, pay my car payment, pay my insurance, all that good stuff. Like, I was still able to do that for the months of June and July. And then I was, I had an internship over the summer, which I was doing from June up until it ended in July. And so, the money I got from that internship in July is what I used for August to pay, like, my rent and all that stuff. Um, because after the internship ended, I didn't have a job. So I still had my apartment. My lease was up um, the very last day of August, August 31st. So I was like, all right, so I'm going to just keep on applying or whatever, just keep on applying. 
So I'm applying to schools. Like I'm applying like crazy. I'm just applying all over the place. I'm asking the Holy Spirit for guidance and direction. Blah, 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 blah. And I'm still like hearing back nothing. And so I'm like, okay, God. And, you know, like throughout all this, like, you know, I'm still, I'm speaking to God about it. I'm, I'm asking him questions and I'm, I'm speaking to my mentor as well, who's, you know, encouraging me. And she's, you know, like telling me different things that God, that God, you know, was telling her about me and, you know, just telling her to share with me about all the things that, you know, he was doing and, and all the things that he was going to do for me and that, you know, Atlanta was where I was going to be. Like, that's where he wanted me to be. That's where I was going. And so I was like, all right, I'm not hearing anything back, but this is where God wants me to be, so I'm going to be here. So I spent, like, all of August, I would get up in the morning and I would go to Starbucks, um, Starbucks was like five minutes from me and you know I absolutely love Starbucks and my lovely students that I work with over the summer they got me some Starbucks gift cards for my birthday so I was like I'm gonna go to Starbucks you know get out the house and you know just apply to jobs so I was applying like Monday through Friday you would have thought that applying to like to jobs was my job like I'm applying to, I'm doing resume like I'm I'm filling out um you know, doing cover letters. I'm j- did my resume over, um, doing all these applications, going through all these processes, like making accounts with different schools. And I probably applied to like, oh, I probably applied to like 30 schools in August. Like, yeah, I like minimum, I applied to 30 schools. It, it could have been more, but I have no idea. And so at this point, I'm like, all right. So I'm like, God, what do you want me to do? So like in the midst of me applying to these, these different, like, you know, jobs and things like that, I'm like, all right, God, like, what do you want me to do? Do you want me to, you know, as I'm waiting on you, as I'm waiting on, like, on the school in Atlanta, do you want me to get a job? Like, you know, I have no problem getting a job. Like, I, I was a cashier at a, a couple of different places you know, I'm in, in college or whatever. Um, I, I had a job, my first job at the age of 16 when I graduated from high school early. I was like, I'm not a stranger to, to working. Like, I'm, you know, I'm not a stranger to it and I'm not ashamed. So I was like, if you want me to be to, to work wherever, I'll work wherever, like, while I'm waiting. Because I knew once my lease was up, I was going to live with my mom. Um, thankfully, like, she only lived, like, three minutes from, you know, like, my apartment or whatever. And so... We already like worked like out this plan that after my lease was up, that I was going to move in with her. I was going to stay, I stay there with her, and that I was going to put my stuff, like my, the rest of my stuff, in my aunt's house so that she could store it for me. Just because I didn't have a job, so I was like, I can't pay for storage or whatever. So I don't want to, you know, put it in storage and I can't pay for it. So that was the plan, and, and you know, we're thinking like, all right. By, like, September, we going to hear something so it's all good. Like, you know, this is temporary, like, blah, blah, blah. So, God is the comedian. So, in August, I said, what do you want me to do? So, I fasted for, I can't remember the exact number. I want to say, it's really kind of like, a, it, I want to say it was 38 hours. Between 36 and 38 hours, I fasted with no food. I only drank water. Like, I didn't have anything else. I just drank water because I was so serious. I was like, all right, God, like, I don't want to do anything that you don't want me to do. I got to a point in my life a few years ago um, after, like, you know, I, I chose to um, 
you know, stop being a lukewarm Christian. And when I chose to fully be focused on God and not be in the world and, and be of the world as well, that was back in 2016. When I made that choice, I said, I'm going to be more intentional and I'm going to do whatever God has called me to do. And I made it, um, not really like my goal, but just my life's intention to just never do anything that God hasn't called me to do. Like, I don't care how small it might seem to other people. Like, if God didn't tell me to do it, I'm like, I'm not doing it. And so, um, he showed me in a dream exactly what he wanted me to do. And what he wanted me to do was to be still and to wait. I'm not going to go into detail about what the dream was it like, what all happened in the dream and stuff like that. Because certain things, like, you know, like I said, certain things should just stay between, you know, you and God or you and, you know, people that are really close to you. You don't have to share everything that God tells you to everybody because it's not meant for everybody. So I knew clear as day that this is what God wanted me to do. So I told my mom, I was like, Ma, I was like, I know that, you know, it's, it's going to be like a struggle because, you know, I still have my other bills to pay and I don't have a job right now. And I was like, but God told me clear as day to be still and to wait on him to not work she was like okay like if that's what God told you to do like that's fine like okay like you know I support you so like maybe like I'd probably say at this point it's like the beginning of September still haven't heard back anything I'm still applying blah 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 and basically everybody in my family is like I won't say everybody but most like people in my family kept telling me like you know I've I I understand that you're, you know, trying to be obedient and you're trying to be faithful and wait on God, but I think that you should get a job. I don't think that God would be upset if you got a job while, you know, while you're waiting on him. I don't think that God is going to be upset over it. And um, so everybody just, just kept telling me this. And I, I kept telling them over and over, like, no, God told me, like, to wait. You know, I fasted. God told me clear as day when I was fasting and in a dream. Don't get a job here to wait and the crazy thing is like every single time people would be on me to like get a job even my mom um god bless her you know i love her like to to life she didn't mean any harm but she also you know like would get you know overwhelmed with with like bills and things like that and and just like just so worried and concerned about like my bills like getting paid that you know, she would like tell me like, oh, well, you know, I just feel like, you know, it'd be fine. Like if you got a job and I'm like, no, like that's not what God is telling me. And every single time, like that pressure from other people would come. And every single time I would just get to a point where I'm like, all right, God, like I'm okay with waiting, but it seems like me waiting is a problem for other people or me waiting is, you know, I don't want my mom to be worried about my bills and stressed out. So God, like, you know, show me something. Am I like, do you still want me to wait or do you want me to get a job? And every single time that like every single time I would ask him this question, he would show me in a dream or just tell me like clear as day. And I'm just like, I'm not. And so I got to a point where I said, listen, I'm not going to let anybody else. I don't care who it is affect my walk with God and affect what God has for me like I don't want to do anything God's not telling me to do and I mess up myself so this is a message for you like who's listening 
if you're currently waiting right now or, you know, if you ever go through a waiting season where God is telling you one thing and everybody else is telling you the opposite, everybody else is telling you like, oh, well, I feel like it'd be okay. I don't care what they're telling you. If it's opposite of what God told you, ignore them. I don't care who it is. I don't care if it's your grandmother. I don't care if it's your grandfather. I don't care if it's your mother, your wife, whatever. If God is telling you something and you know it's from God and he's telling you the same thing over and over again every time you ask him because God... God will tell you, um, God, God, you know, grants us, um, the, the knowledge and understanding like that we ask him, he liberally gives us knowledge and understanding when we ask him. So he's not going to withhold it from you. So if you've asked him and if he's told you time and time again, the same thing over and over again, and he's showing you in different ways over and over again, like tell them, like, I'm so sorry. I love y'all, but I'm not going to get what God told me. And so that's where I got to a point where I was like, listen, I'm not, I'm not stressed about it. I even got to a point where I, I used to worry so bad. Like I used to like, as for as far back as I can remember, I've always been an anxious person. Like I've always over, I just overthink everything. I've always been a worrier. I thought that was just how I was until, you know, like God, God, um, told me like, like in that waiting season, like, listen, you can't be waiting in this season and be anxious. You got to really give everything to me. And just let me take care of it. And I knew that I had to really give everything to him and let him take care of it. Because I had no other resources. Like, God was my only source. I didn't have a job. I didn't, like, I I wasn't working part-time. I'm not married. So I couldn't, you know, like, rely on my husband's income. Like, and, you know, of course I was living with my mom. But... She is disabled, so of course, like she, like she's not getting all of this money, like, like coming in. Like what she gets in, you know, pays her bills. So I, like, I, I wasn't even thinking about her even trying to help me with with what she got. But of course, who my mom is, my mom sacrifices and and she'll go above and beyond, and and she will give me her her very last, as long as it means that I don't go without. And so, against my um. Against my will, multiple times she would, you know, like pay certain bills like for me or do certain things like for me, even though I told her, like, listen, just let God take care of it. I'm not worried about it. I had people calling me, bill collectors calling me left and right, like, like all the time, where it, w- it would be days where, like, I would, I would just kind of be like, I would get frustrated and I'd just be like, man, like, God, like, I'm waiting and still nothing. Like, I was waiting and still nothing. I was waiting and praying and fasting and reading and doing all these things. And after, after I really, like, I got on my knees and I, and I wept and I talked to God and I gave everything to him. And I was like, God, I, you're telling me to not be anxious anymore. I don't want to be anxious anymore. So here's everything, you know, um, you are my source, a job and other things and help from other people that is those are just resources but that's not the source of of my life you are and so this is what you have for me so I'm just going to be obedient God and I'm going to wait and the main things that kept coming to my mind in that season especially is number one obedience just being obedient to God um number two being patient being patient and waiting on him and knowing that he told me, okay, this is what I'm going to do. And this is, this is, it's going to happen. You have to just be patient and wait for it to happen. 
sometimes we we get so anxious and and especially like when God shows us things and we're so excited for it and you know time keeps passing and things aren't changing and in the physical realm we don't see things changing but that doesn't mean that in the spiritual realm things aren't happening and so I had to learn to be patient and I had to learn that um that just because it's not happening physically doesn't mean that God isn't working things out and it's not always that you know um things aren't happening because you aren't doing enough sometimes you know the, the the timing isn't right sometimes God is still working things out in other areas that you don't even know about and he's working things out so that when the time comes for it to happen it's, it's already done it's already finished um and also to be content God like was teaching me to really be content in the season that I was in being content and the place that he had me in and not looking at what other people are doing and how other people's lives just seem to, to be progressing while I'm just sitting here waiting to be content in where I was at. And most importantly, he taught me how to be dependent on him. Um, I've never like really ever since like I started like to have like real bills, like big bills, like, you know, car payment you know, insurance, phone bills, stuff like that. I've never not, I've never not had a job. So even, even when times would get like stressful or, 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 you know, like money was tight or whatever, I just, I knew like, okay, I'm gonna figure something out. Like it'll work out because I have a job. That was the first time that I'm like, I don't have a job. And these people don't care that, that I don't have a job. Like, of course, like God, like worked things out to where like, like, you know, certain places like were understanding and gave me extensions and things like that. But a lot of places they, they really didn't care. And so they wanted their money when they wanted their money. And I had to really just be like, okay, God, like I know like what you're telling me to do and I'm going to stay patient. I'm going to stay looking to you, Father God, because you are the alpha and the omega, the author and finisher of my faith. So I trust you and I'm going to keep trusting in you because, I mean, what else can I do at this point besides trust you? And I'm not going to be disobedient and go against, go against what you told me to do. So I'm just going to trust you. So time is passing, time is passing. Um, and, you know, I'm very thankful that like over those few months that I did have people that blessed me and, you know, that did help me out um, with with certain bills from time to time or just blessed me in ways that in that moment, like in that time, like I greatly appreciated it. And, and I know that, that that was from God. I know that, you know, like God was providing these different resources to me so that certain things could get handled but understand that I wasn't stressing out about the things that weren't getting handled and of course I'm human so from time to time I would feel anxious and from time to time I would get upset and I would just I would just weep I would just cry to God and be like well I don't know what I'm supposed to do like you know I'd, I'd be okay with waiting if it if my mom wasn't so concerned about me I'd be okay with waiting if, if my mom was just wasn't so worried about how things we're going to work out for me. She she loves me so much and she cares so much that she just didn't want me to, to you know, to, to suffer, to go without. And so I would have those moments, but for the most part, like I really had I really had God's peace. Like and that's why Philippians four, um, six and seven is so like important to me, important to like to my journey important to where God had me and where he brought me from is because his peace 
to pass even my own understanding. Like when I tell you I would wake up and I would read, I would spend time with God, I would listen to my worship music. Like I would just, and granted, I'm just like, I'm, I'm in the house like all day. Like I don't really have any place to go. I don't have any friends that live in Colombia or whatever. I don't have any money to do anything anyways. So I'm like most of my time, like 95% of my time, I was in the house. And if I'm not in the house, I was at church on Sundays and on Wednesday, on Wednesday and on Wednesdays, or I would be like, or maybe I would go to the store, you know, with my mom from time to time in the grocery or whatever, or go to like family members houses. But for the most part, 95% of the time I was in the house. And it was times where I would like go crazy because I'm so used to always going. I'm so used to like, since I've been in college, I've always like, I've always been busy. Like, um, when I was in college, I was busy with college and I, and I had jobs as well. So I was busy with working. I was busy with school. I had stuff to do on the weekdays, on the weekends. Like I could barely come up for air, especially like my last two years of school. I was always going like even over the summer I had internships. So I, I would work over the summer. So from January up until December, I'm constantly going. And this was my first time where I actually stopped and I didn't have to worry about getting up for work and like doing all these other things and putting, you know, like prioritizing other things over God. Like God taught me, um, excuse me, God taught me how to reprioritize my time and reprioritize him above all else. And so all I had was time. And I learned so much more about God, about who he is, and about his voice. Like, how to hear his voice. How to discern his voice. I learned so much more about myself as well. Like, my character became so much stronger. My faith, oh my gosh. Like, my faith was the strongest it's ever been. And God, like, God told me even then, like, as I was waiting, like, you know, do you think that your faith could have grown to be as strong as it is right now if you would have had a job while you were waiting my faith would and I know for a fact when when I heard that from God I was like you're absolutely right I know for a fact that even if I had a part-time job though the waiting wouldn't have been so difficult and I wouldn't have grown so strong in my faith if I didn't have to wait on God and look only to God as my source like if I knew like okay well you know it's cool because every Thursday I get paid or every other other Friday I get paid so it's cool like you know everything is, is gonna work out God was like no I had to teach you how to be totally dependent on me and not look to anything else but to just trust in me and just be like okay my heavenly father said he shall supply all of my needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. Well, guess what? God, your car payment due. I started I started saying like this is this is all of your stuff, God. This stuff that that you have blessed me with, I'm borrowing it. I this is a loaner. This car, this cell phone, um you know, all these bills that I have. I'm like all this stuff, I'm like these are your bills, God. These I'm this is yours. So how are you going to pay your car payment, God? How are you going to pay your phone? Like, that's how I started to, to like, talk about it and, and associate things with being, this is God's. Nothing that I have is mine anyways. Like, I, nothing that you have is yours. When you die, your house, your car, your clothes, your jewelry doesn't go with you. It's going to get donated or sold or, or given to somebody else, but it's not going to go with you to where 
you're in heaven still in, in, in your, you know, cute clothes, still rocking all your jewelry, like, it, it's not yours. So I was like, I'm not impressed over it. I was like, God, I was like, I was like, if they end up taking my car, then so be it. It's your car, really. And God sustained me and God kept me for all of those months. Literally from August up until I began working in February. God sustained me and God kept me to where nothing was taken from me. My car wasn't taken. My phone wasn't ever turned off. Like, And I know that this was God because I have Verizon and I still have Verizon. And if y'all have Verizon, y'all know that Verizon don't play. After a certain amount of days when your phone bill is due, if you know if you don't pay for it, click, click, they turn it off. Multiple times my phone bill would be due after I asked for an extension, knowing I'm like, I'm asking for this extension, but I don't know how it's going to happen. Like, I, I don't know where I'm going to get this money from in two weeks because I don't have a job. Like, where is it going to come from? But I'm trusting you guys, so I don't know. You're going to have to work it out. That's, that's really up to you. And so that, that day would come, and literally two weeks later, my phone's still on. I can make phone calls out and in. Phone calls out two weeks after my extension, after, after my deadline, my phone was still on. And I said, that's nothing but God. So God provided in ways that I didn't expect. In my mind, I'm expecting, okay, God, you told me to wait. So that means I'm going to just get these mysterious checks in the mail. And I'm just going to find $500 on the ground. Or, you know, this, this really kind person is just going to come up to me and say, hey, here's, you know, this envelope full of money. I'm just like, okay, God, you're just going to, that's, that's how it's going to happen. That's how you're going to provide, right? You're just going to, just random money. I'm just going to find it. And God was like, I'm going to sustain you. I'm going to provide for you, but not in a way that you're expecting it to happen. Because I'm going to show you that just because it's not in a way that you think it's going to happen or the way that you expect for it to happen doesn't mean I'm not your keeper. It doesn't mean that I'm not working things out for your good. And so... By the grace of God alone, and of course, as I said, I got help from other people, but for the most part, God is the reason why nothing was taken from me. And of course, material things don't matter. I was at a point where I said, if they take it, they take it. I don't really care. I'm still wait on God. And so in all of these months, like, of course, I'm still waiting. And um, I remember that, I'm trying to think, I think it was September. Then in September, I get a call from um, a middle school, and they asked me to come in for an interview with a middle school in Atlanta that I had applied to a couple of months prior, and I was like, oh, yeah. I was like, this is it. You can't tell me this is not the school for me. Like, you know, like I went on the website, and blah, 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 blah. I, I, like, and God had already shown me, like, partially shown me the school. He, he showed my mentor, mentor, my mentor. The school as well, we got different viewpoints. She saw um, the outside and I saw the inside. But I was like, okay, like maybe this is it. Like if I see the inside of the school and the inside matches up with, you know, the dream or whatever, then cool, this is the school for me. So I was excited. I was like, oh, yeah, I was like, this is the school for me, God. Like, you know, I'm going to start teaching. So, you know, like all these great things are going to happen, blah, 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 blah. I go up there. Do the interview. I think I did pretty well with the interview. Come back. I'm like, all right. So I'm probably here from them in the next week or two. The entire month of October comes and goes. 
And I heard nothing from anyone. Like, literally nothing. Like, I didn't get an email. I didn't get a text message. I didn't get a phone call. I didn't get a pigeon mail. I didn't get nothing. And I was like, okay, so that's obviously not the school for me. But they could have at least been decent enough to, like, let me know. So I'm still applying or whatever. I'm still applying. So then, um, at this time, it's around Thanksgiving. And so I believe, like, I'm trying to remember if it was the week of Thanksgiving or the following week. Um, oh, my gosh, I can't remember to save my life. I was, It was around that time, around Thanksgiving. So it was either the week of Thanksgiving or it was the week after Thanksgiving. Let me stop and pause, y'all, because a lot, I left out a whole lot. So I'm trying to just remember the big parts. It was the week of Thanksgiving. The week of, or the week prior to Thanksgiving. I think there was like that Friday, like prior or whatever. I got an email from someone at a high school that was like, hey, I saw your application, you know, like on our district page or whatever. We would love it if you would come in for an interview. And I was just like, this is high school. I clearly have been applying for the middle schools. So um, I am confusion as to why a high school is reaching out to me because that's not what I, I applied for. I, I, I told my mom or whatever, and I was just like, I don't know why they would ask me to come because I didn't apply to this school. I've never even heard of school before. I'm like, that's that's so weird. And I was just like, I'm like, but maybe like when I go interview, like maybe like the person there, like the principal or whatever, will have a connection to like a middle school or whatever. And, you know, like, like maybe like that's that's how God will work it out. I was like, I don't know how God going to work it out. I was like, but I mean, I guess like I'll go. And I almost didn't go. Like I almost was like, I, I got to a point where I was asking God, like, should I go? Should I not go? And God wasn't answering me, so I, I used to do this thing where I would just, like, open up the Bible, and I would just point my finger to a scripture, and I would just read it, and I would be like, maybe that'll tell me what I need to know. And, and the crazy thing is that the same day I did that, I was talking to my mom about it, and I opened up my Bible with her, and I pointed it, and I was just like, okay, well, this didn't help me out. And I went to another scripture. It didn't help me out. Like, it didn't give me any clarity. And I remember um, we were watching, like, a sermon, and in the sermon... The, the pastor like mentioned about how you can't just open up the Bible and just point to scripture when you're trying to find an answer from God and God's going to be like, oh, there it is. And I was like, OK, God, that was for me. So I was like, man, what do I have to lose? I'm going to just go to the interview like I'm, I'm just going to go and I'm just going to hope for the best. Like I'm, I'm hoping that they'll have some kind of connection. I wasn't expecting for this job to be it because it was high school. So I went in, um, this was the, this was in December. So this was like the week before they had, they went to Christmas break. Um, it was a group interview. It was like five people interviewing me. I was super nervous. They had like 10 questions and it was like, in each question, it was like two or three questions in one. So I'm like, oh my gosh, like what the heck? I was not expecting all this stuff. Like y'all are really doing too much. Like y'all are doing the most. So did the interview. I was like, all right, cool. I called my mom after. I was like, 
I was like, I did really well. It was my first time doing like like a group interview. I said, so if I don't even get the job, like, you know, I thank God for the experience that I was able to even practice with a group interview. I've never done one like that before, but you know, that'll help me for a future, future in, oh, but where, what am I saying? It'll help me for future interviews. And so, yeah, so on my drive back, it was a beautiful day. Like I'm driving, mind you, from Atlanta back to Columbia. So that's a three and a half hour drive. And if you're wondering if I was doing this solo dolo, yes, I was. I went to that middle school interview. That was like three and a half hours there and back by myself. I had to get up like five o'clock in the morning just to get there on time. Right after that interview was over, I was on the road. So, yes, I did drive three and a half hours both ways for interviews that lasted no more than 25, 30 minutes. Yes, I did. So, um, yeah, I like this. I just remember like the sky was so beautiful and like the sun was just was just beaming and I didn't even have the music on. Like I was just talking to God and God was talking to me and we was just having the best conversation. And I, was, I talked to him for a while, like for like a good two hours. I was just like we were just having a conversation. And the main thing that I like got from that or the main thing I'll share with you guys is that I was content and I was at peace with whatever happened. I was like, God. Whatever happens with this, like, if I get it, if I don't, then I know that it's in your will. If I don't get this job, it's because this is not the school for me. And and whatever school you have for me, it's coming. And so I'm not going to get discouraged. I'm not going to get upset if I don't get the job. I'm just going to be like, all right, God, that just means that, you know, this one wasn't it. And so I'm just going to have to just continue to just wait on you for the school that you have for me. So I get back home, you know told my mom more about what happened blah 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 like it was all a good experience and I was like you know um they're going on their Christmas break so I probably like won't hear anything back from them um anytime soon so like I think maybe like a little bit over a week passed and I got an email from the same woman who reached out to me about the interview and she was like hi thank you for you know applying and thank you for coming for the interview but you know we've decided to go with somebody else um you know but we appreciate you and, you know, blah, 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 blah. And I was just like, I, I told my mom about it and I wasn't even upset about it. I didn't get like sad or discouraged. I was just like, oh, well, I didn't get it. So, you know, it's fine. And um, I said, that school is just isn't the school for me. And so I remember that even that week I had like some online like like interviews or things like that. Like it was two like digital things that I had to do for like some um, school districts or whatever. Like I had to do like a video interview and I did that for a school district. And I had something else as well. And so I was like, oh, I was like, it's fine. I'm going to hear from the school that, you know, God has for me this week because I have all these other things going on. So I did the video interview, which was so stressful, but I did it. Um, And then I had my other, the other interview or whatever that same week as well, a couple days later. So I did that as well. Um, And it was this one school that like matched the description of what my mentor saw and of what I saw on the outside and the inside. And it was, you know, it wasn't it I guess it's technically in Atlanta, but on the outskirts of Atlanta. And so I was like, oh, I was so excited. I was like, man, I was like, look at God. This is the school that he has for me. Me and my mom was just going crazy. We was we was up in there. We we had like a praise break. We were just like, oh yeah, this is the school blah, 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 this is going to be great, and, um, that wasn't the school either, um, yeah, God was like, you thought, but that ain't it, 
And so at this point, it's like mid-December. And I remember this day, clear as day. I like got up like I guess I usually do spend time with God or whatever. You know, I was I was feeling like I was feeling pretty encouraged. Like I was just like, okay, God, I don't know like what's going on, but you know what? It's cool because it's Christmas break, so I'm not gonna hear from schools until probably like January. I was like, I've, I've waited this long. What's you know one more month of me waiting? And so I remember that my mentor she called me was like, you know, like, you, you dropped heavy in my spirit. And so she gave me these, like, these sermons to listen to. And she was, like, she gave me instructions, like, instructions as to what to do while I'm listening to them. So I was, like, okay. She was, like, after you listen to them, you know, like, t- like write down, like, what, what God tells you. Like, write, write down, like, what God hears for you. Because the school that, that God has for you, like, it's, it's coming soon. Like, the Holy Spirit is telling me it's coming. Like, it's, like, you know. And I'm like, oh, I was like, oh, this is lit. Like, okay. So I did it. I did what she told me to do. The sermons in total didn't last no more than like maybe an hour. So I did it. And then I was like, all right, so it's finished now. I'm going to just stay here in this in this position. And I'm just going to just be patient and listen. I had my notepad and my pen next to me. I was like, all right, I'm just going to listen. I laid there for like another hour and a half. And I heard nothing from God. Like, it, I heard it was dead silence. And I remember I got up, I went out the room, and I cried to my mom. And I cried, and I said, I just feel like I'm not doing enough. I just feel like I'm not, I feel like there's something that I'm not doing that I'm missing. And that's why God still hasn't, you know, God still hasn't sent me to the school I have to be. Because I'm like, what else like do I need to do? I was like, I was. I said I've I fast, I've I've been spending time with God, you know, I've been I've been at peace and I've been anxious free, like I've just been patient, like I've been doing all of these things and just trying to grow more in God and it's like I don't understand why it's not happening. Like I'm not seeing nothing, nothing is it's changing, things just seem to be getting worse. Like I'm like at this point, like I I don't know like what I should do. I don't know if I should even like if I should even aspire to still go to Atlanta because it's like God isn't saying anything to me right now. It's just dead silence, and I don't hear anything. And I'm like, so I don't know, like, what else he expects me to do. And I'm just crying. I'm just so upset. And, you know, she encouraged me and just said, there's nothing more that you can do. You've been faithful. You've been doing what God has called you to do. Like, you've been encouraged and, and you know, and of good spirit. And you've your faith has encouraged me. You've been doing well. So don't feel upset just because you didn't hear from him in that moment. Because it's not like you don't ever hear from God. You know, so don't get upset like just just be at peace with it you know like god god may speak to you later on about it or you know like like god might show you things at another time but don't be upset that just because you know in this moment he didn't speak to you or you didn't hear from him that you know you're doing anything wrong i was like all right like you're right so i was like okay i'm i'm cool now like i'm good i calmed down I was like, okay, let's watch a movie. And I had my phone charging in the bedroom because I was like, I'm so tired of these bill collectors calling me. I don't even want to have to just even, like, decline their calls. I'm just going to charge my phone, like, in the room. It's going to be fine. So we was, like, watching this movie or whatever. Um, I had, I was like, all right, my, like, I'm a, I, 
I think it was over, or I think, like, like we paused it or whatever. She had gone outside, like, to talk on the phone. I was like, I'm going to go use the restroom or whatever, get my phone. We can finish the movie, however it goes. And I remember that I saw a missed call from um, an Atlanta number. And so I was like, I was like, who is this calling me from Atlanta? So the person left a voicemail. And the person that left the voicemail was the principal of the high school that I interviewed at. And, you know, like the school where I got denied. And so when I listened like to the voicemail and he said, hello, this is blah, 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 blah. And he said his name. And I had to pause and I was like, why is he calling me? I was like, I already interviewed like at the school, which I didn't interview with the actual principal. He wasn't there. I interviewed with like, you know, his team or whatever, some APs and stuff like that. APs are assistant principals, if you didn't know. I interviewed with them or whatever. So I was like, okay, like, all right. I was like, what in the world, like, could he be calling me for? Like, I already got told no. Like, you ain't got to tell me twice that, <laughs> that you don't want me to work at your school, sir. I got it. So he was like, hey, this is so-and-so the case. Um, you know, I, I hope that you're doing well. You know, um, my team told me about, you know, the, the candidate that they chose. Um, and so I was just calling to let you know that even though that's, that is the person that they chose, I am the one who has the final say on who we hire. And so, um, if you're still interested in this position, I would love to speak with you about it. So please call me back when you get a chance. And I'm like, even even now, like it, this happened in December, even now I still can't get over it and I still have that voicemail saved. And and I played it I, and I, I had to pause myself and I played it again and I was like, Ma, listen to this voicemail I got. And I played it for her and she was like, what? She was so excited. She made me play it for her like three more times. And I was like, Ma, I have to call this man back. Because at this point, it was like probably like five something. So like I called him back like maybe like 30 minutes after I, you know, heard the voicemail or whatever. And after he called and like I spoke to him or whatever. And he was just like, he, he was just like, um, you know, like, please, please don't feel like, like discouraged like about your interview. My team said that you, that you did really, really great. But my team was just saying that they that they wanted a person that had just, you know, more experience. You know, I was, um, I'm a young teacher. I don't have that much experience, so obviously. So he was like, they just wanted a person that had more experience and things like that. He was like, but something about your, something about your resume stuck out to me. Like, something about it stuck out to me. And I just, and I just knew, like, that this, that, that you know, you, you were the one for this position. And he was like, you know, you can teach, um, like, I can, I can teach a teacher to have, like, you know, different strategies and, you know, like, like how to do different methods. But I can't teach a person, a teacher to have, you know, passion and, and a love for their job. And I have too many teachers that have experience but don't have passion. And he said, I can tell that you have a love and a passion for what you do. Now, mind you, this man never met me. This is our first time even speaking. And he got all of this just from my resume and just from reading over my responses during my interview. And for those of you that have not caught on yet, that's nothing but God that that even worked out in the way that it actually worked out. And as I'm on the phone with this man, I'm like, I'm standing up and I'm like, 
trying to take everything in. I'm, I'm about to like pass out because I'm like, oh my gosh, like what is going on? Like, how is this even? How is this even really real? Like, I just I don't understand like how it's real. How this is like even happening? I'm like, God literally turned a no into a yes. That's how you know without a shadow of a doubt it was God. I got a, a clear as day no, and God was like, nah. You thought it was a no, but I'm going to make it a yes so that when you share this with other people, they know without a shadow of a doubt that I'm the reason why it happened. Not you or anybody else, but that I'm the one that did it. And so as we were talking on the phone, he offered me the position. He said, if you're still interested, I'm still interested in hiring you. And I was like, of course. I was like, I was trying to be cool, calm, and collected, right? I was like, oh, I was like, yes, like that would be great. But I'm standing there, like, I had to mute the phone a couple times because I'm over here, like, oh my gosh, like, just going crazy. And I got off the phone and I went and I told my mom everything, and she was just like, oh my gosh, like, like this is just so amazing. And I was just like, oh my gosh, I was like, God is just like. We, we like, we was in there being loud. Like, we was, we had a praise break. We were shouting. We was, we had on praise, like, blah, blah. I can't get the words out. We had on praise music. We were worshiping. Like, we were just, like, it's, it's that, it's that moment where it's, like, imagine you were in a drought for months. And you were just, you were praying every single day for, for just like a little bit of rain. Like you weren't even praying for, for God to just crack open the sky and pour out rain. You were just praying for, can I just get something like a sprinkle? Like I would, I would love to have, you know, a downpour, but I mean, if I can't get a downpour, I'll take a sprinkle. And it's like all of those months of just having no water. And then finally God cracks open the sky and he just pours out. He pours out. Oh my gosh. Like I'm in this moment I'm still like in awe. Like I just God is amazing. I'm trying not to cry. But he pours out all of this rain. And your heart and your spirit gets so much relief. Because all these months that you were you were staying faithful and you were like, God, I trust you, God, I trust you. I don't know how it's gonna happen. I don't know when it's gonna happen. But God, you told me this, you promised me this, you spoke this word to me multiple times. God was speaking the same word to me through my mentor all the time like every single time she saw me every single time we spoke on the phone even even like the the times my mom and I would visit her church there was a couple times her pastor even spoke over my mom and I and it's the same thing over and over again about all that God is going to do for me all that God is, is, was going to do for my mother and that, that also helped to sustain me because I'm like, during times when I was like, man, God, like, is this still, do you still want me to go? God would encourage me by, by using other people. God would use his word. God would use sermons and scriptures to really just be like, listen, I know it's not easy. Waiting isn't easy, especially when, it's, when you're waiting in a season where you don't, you can't see anything. I couldn't see anything. God literally led me into into the wilderness and it was just us two he led me into this wilderness and was like just just trust me trust me to be your provider of food and and water shelter comfort trust me to to be all of this for you and not only was I in that wilderness but I was blindfolded in that wilderness 
And all I could do was listen for God's voice. And so when God said to move or when when God told me to take two steps to the left, take two steps to the right, that's all that I could do. And I could only depend on his voice because I couldn't I couldn't see beyond what I was in. I knew what the promise was. I saw I saw it in the distance. But the path to the promise, I couldn't see it. And I remember Pastor Todd in a sermon I heard. I don't even know when I heard it, but I'm paraphrasing. But he basically said, oh, no, like, was it Pastor Todd? No, I'm sorry. This is Pastor Stephen Furtick um, of Elevation um, Church. He said, um, basically, like, when God shows us, you know, like, God shows us things as it pertains to our life. He either shows us the path, but not the destination, or he shows us the the destination and not the path. But God doesn't show us everything at one time. And once I heard that from him, it it stuck with me. It's it's always stuck with me because I'm like, that's so true. Because if God showed us the, the path and the destination, we would have no reason to be dependent on him. We would have no reason to have faith. Why do I have to have faith in you if I already know how it's going to work out? I know when it's going to work out. I know how, you know, things will happen. I know that right now I might be in this wilderness season, but I know that in two more months, I'm going to be on the mountaintop living my best life. So why would I have faith in you? And so God showed me the destination and not even really like the, the full destination because, I mean, he didn't show me everything that, that he's going to do in my life. He just showed me this destination that I'm in right now. And but but he didn't he didn't tell me how long it was going to be. In my mind, I'm like, OK, this is going to happen. You know, I'll probably be, you know, in Atlanta or whatever. But I know later than like September. And. August, September. October, November, December. And January came and went. And I didn't start teaching until February. And the only reason why I couldn't teach in January is because, you know, the, I believe it was the enemy trying to put like a delay, a hold on me teaching because it was a disconnect with my certification in South Carolina and in Georgia. It's, it's different grade levels when it comes to middle level. And so I was, I was going to teach ninth grade English but you know like I, I had to go through like some some more steps or whatever and I had to like go through like these like this whole process or whatever which I already did what I had to do in order to you know transfer my degree and certificate over to Georgia I did that in August I already had all that stuff worked out because I knew you can't just be like oh I'm, I'm gonna go teach in another state and not you know go through that process of transferring so I did that already so when January came and they're like, oh, it's some other stuff that you have to do. And I have, I'm calling HR. I'm having to go through all these hoops. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, you know, like the beginning of the semester has already come. Like, I thought I'd be teaching by now. Like, it's so frustrating. And so finally I began working in February. And I still don't have a place to live in Atlanta. Um, but in January, I did find the place that I, I wanted to live. And it's the place I'm in now. It's not even the place that I went to live. God showed me the place where I was going to live. 
Um, and I'm here now, but at the time, like, um, it was just, it was more stuff I had to go through even with getting my apartment and, you know, I I wasn't working yet. So I still had to wait to actually get like my, my first, you know, my first paycheck or whatever, before I could even try to calculate what I could, you know, pay for like my first month's rent and deposit and and all this other stuff. So for the whole month of February, I was staying in hotels from Monday through Friday and then I would drive back to um Columbia Friday after work and be at home and then Sunday morning I would drive back to Atlanta check into my hotel and I I did that for the entire month of February um yeah literally the entire month of February like most of my time was spent I'm staying in hotels and how did I work that out like or it's not how did I but how did God work that out so I can even have the money to stay there um well one my mom sacrificed so because of her sacrifice I was able to stay there um she she paid for I believe two of the weeks I stayed there and then um another week I really can't recall to you how it got paid for but it was paid for and then the final week um someone that attended or excuse me not attended but one of the pastors at my mom's church you know the church that we attended he blessed me and and helped me out tremendously because he had known about all the things that you know I told him that God wanted to do and why I was waiting since August when I first when you know I first realized that I, I would have to be waiting or for however long so he already knew what the process was and you know like like every sunday um you know he would always ask me about how how things were going about the blase blast so he knew what what all was going on and honestly even if he didn't know i still i still believe that that he would have been you know um so kind as to be a blessing to me and so stayed there and then finally I was able to get everything I had to get done for you know my rent and deposit and blah 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 and everything worked out to where I was able to move into my apartment and um it's even like and what's crazy is that there's even more to, to this that that God has God has done um I don't even know if I should share this. I don't I don't know if I should share it right now. My whole point of this was just to talk about my waiting season and just to really just share that with someone to just to be an encouragement. Like, you know, I dropped my few, you know, like little gems and things like within my testimony, but really like it was just to be like waiting doesn't always look like what we think it it will look like. Um the journey doesn't always look like what we think it will it's not as easy as going from a to b um it's not a straight line there's usually some some curves and some zigzags and a, a lot of ups and downs in between but what it all comes back to is god and is your foundation god like is your dependence on him and only him to be your sustenance, to, to be your provision, to literally be your everything. And it wasn't until I got to a point where 
I had nothing that I really grew in my relationship, like, with God. Like, grew with him in a way that I I just, that I would not have been able to grow if he didn't, you know, strip me of the distractions and strip me of, of the, you know, of these outside resources to show me, like, listen, all of these things, like, you having this job and you, you know, like, all of those things are fine. But in this season, I need for you to be still. I need for you to wait on what I have for you. And I need you to wait with me patiently. And I need for you to take in as much as possible. I need for you to wait well. It's one thing to just wait. And it's one thing to wait well. And God told me that. Um, early on, anybody can wait, anybody can, you know, can sit there 15, 20, 30 minutes, an hour and wait, but it depends on how you're waiting, because if you're waiting and you're, you know, sucking your teeth and you're huffing and puffing and you're ready to curse people out and you're frustrated and you're you're taking things on, on other people and you're just being nasty and you're just complaining the whole time just going on and on and on about how you're waiting and how you're tired of waiting and how things aren't happening for you like are you being negative the whole time or are you waiting well and I'm glad God told me that early on because I if I didn't keep that at the forefront of my mind about waiting well and being patient then I probably like like would have had like too many moments of me just complaining, too many moments of me just being frustrated. Just want to be like, oh my gosh, like what like what is going on? I've never had to wait like that in my entire life. I've never had to wait for something so long. And what made it even almost unbearably frustrating is when I got the yes, but then I had to wait a whole other month and go through all of these different things. So that just that made it. That made waiting even like even harder because it's like, what do you do when you've been waiting all this time? You finally get a yes, but then you still like you still can't grasp what you've been waiting for because you know like there's still other things that have to be done. Like you're so close, like your pointer finger can almost touch it, but you just can't hold it in your hand yet because of other things that have to be done or or because of you know setbacks or whatever but in that time of me getting that yes and 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 then me waiting God told me like listen setbacks aren't always bad things setbacks when it comes to me are setups to you it seems like oh my gosh like God is just taking extra long now like what's taking so long and God is setting things up because in that setback God set up me even speaking to the leasing um person yeah that helped me to even get my apartment that that really like looked out for me like she's a, a really sweet woman like she's really great like she really you know like went above and beyond to help me to even get this apartment like to help me transition and you know do all the things that I had to do and she was very understanding of you know this transition of me not having a job to me now having a job and me trying to move and me trying to teach and she was understanding. So that setback to me, like what seemed like a setback, God was like, no, 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 I'm just, I'm just putting things in, into place. I'm putting things how they have to be right now. 
And I had to get to a point where I was like, all right, God, like, I'm not going to get frustrated. Like, I'm going to continue to wait well. I'm not going to get upset because I'm so close. I'm right here and it's still not happening because obviously it's going to happen when you intend for it to happen. Whatever is going on, whatever is being delayed, it doesn't mean it's a denial. It just means that there's something else that you're doing, that there's things that you're working out with other people for my good. It's all going to work out for my good. And I'm thankful for how everything worked out. And of course, God saw all the stuff that, that was going to be happening now with this pandemic at the time that it happened, because I was only working physically like in the school for a month and a half before we had to close schools and shut everything down. And so, um, hindsight is twenty twenty for a reason. And so I see now what God was doing. You know, God's hand is always throughout every part of our journey, every part of our life. God's hand um, is throughout our lives, the lives of, of his children. And even when things seem like, oh, my gosh, it's so awful, it's so bad, like, God is using it. And one thing um, I can't, I really can't tell you what scripture it's, it's from. I can't even tell you, but what I kept in my mind especially was that when it comes to purifying silver and gold, it has to go through the hottest of hot fires. Like it has to be like, like the fire got to be like scorching, excruciatingly hot so that it can burn off all of the impurities. And so that when that gold or that silver comes out of that furnace, it's going to be so beautiful. It's going to be purified. And I kept that so close to my heart as well. So many things I kept so close to my heart because that's the only way I would have kept going. God's word above all else, above all like the sermons and encouragement from other people and, and even like the word the words that, you know, were spoken to me through other people from him, those were very important as well. But his word and him speaking to me directly and the dreams that he showed me and the way that he talked to me, that is what kept me and sustained me. <clears throat> Excuse me. And so I know, like, when I tell my testimonies or when I talk, I, I go all over the place. I do. Because my mind is constantly going like all over the place, and it's really not even my mind; it's more so like what I hear, and then I and then I have to say it. And so, I know, as I said, I'm all over the place, but I hope you guys are still following what I'm saying. I had to go through that purification process so I could come out better. I had to go through that because my character had to be built stronger. My character had to be built stronger because of where God was sending me and because of what God was sending me to do in the place that I was going to be. And, of course, I'm going to keep that to myself as well. But I know what God um, is doing in me and through me in the place that I'm at. And it, it... the place I'm at 
required a different level of faith than the faith I had. Now, trust me, like, my, my faith was strong because, like I told you guys, my first year teaching, my faith and, and my character, like, was, was tested and it was built even stronger. Like, it was, it was strong. It really was. But every single, every single time you, you get through a difficult season, God brings you to a whole other level. Like, God is constantly bringing us from glory to glory to glory. And I'm trying to, th- I think Pastor, Pastor Michael Todd said this, um, you know, like with it, when it comes to life and, and, you know, trials and things like that, it's not that, that the trials get easier, it's that we get stronger. So every single time, like you move to like, like a, a new level, like there's going to be some difficulties, like God is going, like before you can get to a whole n- new level, it's going to require things of you that wasn't necessary or or that didn't have to be as strong in the place that you're in now the place I'm in now the faith I had the faith that I built in that season where I was at that alternative school that faith was strong it really was but it wasn't the faith that I needed here that 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 faith needed to become even stronger and even more deeply rooted in God in, in a whole other way and that can only happen through the wilderness, through that waiting season that God brought me through. And it's not that I stumbled into the into this wilderness on my own account. I, if if I had it my way, I I probably like wouldn't have chosen to have like you know waited so long and gone through all of that. But then again, I probably would have. Because in the moment of you waiting, in the moment of you going through these um, valleys, you're not saying, oh, God, this is so great. Continue to just continue to keep me here, God, because even though things are so difficult, I just it's amazing because I'm just growing. I'm growing like you'll have moments where you're where you appreciate it and where you're like, "Okay, got to understand that you're growing me. But there is no person that can say like throughout the entire valley, throughout the entire difficult season, the wilderness that they're sitting there like. This is awesome, God. Keep it going. Oh, I've been waiting for six months. Why not make it a year? Why not make it six years? Nobody says that. But after we get out of it and and we see ourselves in this new light and, and we see how God has elevated us and how God has changed us, we're like, God, I thank you for it. And I thank you that you are with me. So if you're going through a waiting season right now, like I trust me, I know how difficult it is. And I really condensed all that I went through. Like, I condensed it a lot. I I didn't go too much into detail into how, like, you know, difficult it was because I didn't want to make this too long. I'm going to wrap it up soon. But I know what it is to wait. And I know, like, what it feels like to be waiting and you're hearing the opposite from people that you care about and people that you love. And these people don't really understand what God is telling you. But keep in mind that People are not going to always understand what God is telling you because he's telling it to you. Some people will jump on board with you and be like, okay, like if this is what God is telling you, then you know what? I support you. Some people will be like, okay, God can tell you that, but blah, 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 blah. And for the people that are saying like, okay, I, I, you know, I'm with you, but you need to do A, B, C, D. You need to block those people out no matter who it is. 
Like I'm, I hate to say it like that, but it's like it, it just, it is what it is because you can't let other people affect your journey and what God has for you. <clears throat> and I knew that I did not want to be like King Saul. Like I knew that I didn't want to be like him and have God take his anointing from me all because I was disobedient. I didn't, I knew I was like, I I knew and I still know now. I don't want God to ever take his anointing off of me and give my, give, give what he has called me to do, give my purpose to somebody else and have somebody else fulfill what he has called me on earth to do. And I said, and that, that story in particular kept me from doing what other people thought was best for me because other people are not God. They can have your best intentions at at heart, but at the end of the day, like, they don't know what God's doing in the background. And to be honest, most of the time, we don't either. And that's where faith and trust comes into play and depending on God comes into play. And so I just really hope that me sharing this with you encouraged you in some kind of way. Um, I really hope that it helped you in some kind of way. Um, yeah, that's, that's really all I have for you guys. Thanks for listening. Um, if you have any prayer requests or any, um, topics that you want me to talk about or any questions, please feel free to email me at Brianna G 95 at gmail.com. That's B R I A N A G. 95 at gmail.com i would love to hear from you guys um even if you don't have any like prayer requests or like topics or questions even if you just want to just tell me something any comments um i'll gladly accept them as well or if you have any critiques um or any ways that you think that i can improve i'll take those too as long as it's constructive criticism okay i don't mind hearing from it um let's see oh before we go into the closing prayer the song of the week that i have for you guys i actually have two songs um i discovered them this week and they have really been just ministering to my heart and my spirit in such a beautiful way and i hope that i can do the same for you so the first one is called beautiful savior by sharon her name is spelled s-h-a-r-y-n Again, it's Beautiful Savior by Sharon. Her song is on YouTube if you don't have Apple Apple Music. Um, I don't know if it's on any other platforms, but I know it's on Apple Music and I know it's on YouTube as well. And the other song is Dreams by Sharon and Asha Elia. So again, that song is Dreams by Sharon and Asha, A-S-H-A, Elia, E-L-I-A. Both beautiful singers, beautiful songs, just beautiful messages um, that they're spreading about um, the gospel of Jesus. It's really great. And it's R&B music. But it's R&B music that glorifies God, which I absolutely love. Because if you're like me, you love R&B music. But you're trying to stray from listening to secular music and you're trying to focus more on godly music that is right up your alley because it is far from secular and it is 100 percent godly and it's amazing too like it's it's good music so 
Um, I hope that you guys enjoy those songs. Um, yeah, so I'm going to go ahead and pray for you guys. And then I'm going to also say the prayer for those of you who are not saved. Um, at the end of every one of my podcasts, I always say a prayer um, for those. And if you would like to be saved, all you have to do is just repeat after me. And once you finish that prayer and you say amen, you will officially be saved and the angels in heaven will be rejoicing and so glad because you decided to give your life to Christ. So let's go ahead and pray. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for this time that we've been able to spend with you and spend together. I really hope that the word that you have spoken through me to um, share, I hope that it has encouraged whoever is currently listening to this right now. Um, I hope that there was some part of it that really helped them, that inspired them, or that they could relate to that, you know, was just the message that they needed to hear in this moment, Father God. I pray that you bless them, that you continue to keep them and watch over them, Father God. I pray over this nation, I pray over this world, Lord Jesus, and that you just continue to keep us and sustain us, Lord Jesus. We thank you that no matter where we're at in life, whether on the mountaintop or in the valley, whether in the wilderness, or in the middle of a storm, Father God, that we do not have to fear or be discouraged because you are always right there with us, Father God, and you will never leave us or forsake us, Lord. We thank you that you have called us to be your own, Father God, and we thank you more than anything just for who you are and for loving us. Amen. And so this is going to be the prayer for those of you who are not saved. So just go ahead and repeat this after me. God... Thank you for sending your son as a sacrifice for my sins. I believe uh, I believe he lived, died, and rose again just for me. I believe within my heart that he loves me. Please change, transform, and renew me. I accept you now. Amen. If you said that prayer, congratulations. Round of applause. You are officially saved, and I'm so, so glad for you. That's the best decision you'll ever make in your entire life. If you want to reach out to me um, to let me know, to share this good news with me or, you know, to ask me any questions or just just to have a conversation with me, please feel free to email me. I would love to hear from you. I hope that you guys all have a beautiful and blessed week and that you guys should stay encouraged. And please, please remember, growth is still growth, even if you only take baby steps. See you guys.